Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Don't forget it's Friday. Open line starts in an hour at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I don't want anybody to be alarmed, okay? Yes, there is the FedMed Christmas party, which is happening right now. Yes, I am sober. Yes, I was offered an awful lot of drinks. Did I partake? No. I only had a tiny little sip of a new beer that got floated in here so I could taste it out. Okay, that's all it was. Uh, I am totally sober. But because there's so many people running around the building, and I don't know all of them, I just wanted all of you to be aware. And, Josh, since you're never here on Friday, I wanted you to be aware. And for anybody out there in the news media, you know, local news, I want you to be aware as well. I am armed today. I, I've, I've, got, I've, got my, I've got my Nerf pea shooter here, okay? This is serious stuff. Josh, this is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. Just ask the faculty over at Madison Elementary, okay? This is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. I shot three times. All three darts stuck to the window. All three. This is, this is dangerous stuff. And it looks, look how, look how much like a Glock this, this looks like, man. I mean, easy to mistake this, okay? Easy to mistake. I know that some of you on the radio can't see this, but those of you watching the live stream, you can. And live stream people are, you know, better. Uh, so this is this is this is concerning to some people, but I just want you to know, you know, tr- good trigger discipline, everything's good as an extra safety precaution, just in case I trip and fall. It's not even it's not even hot and ready to go. All right, so I've, I'm going to have to charge it and everything else before we fire. Just I just want everybody to know that I am armed. All right, so it's all good. So I can return fire if need be. Dangerous, deadly weapons. Just wanted to. You know, the, uh, the local school officials, news media, things like that, to, you know, just, just understand that we're fully aware that this is all going on and everybody's okay with it. You don't need to write any stories about it or anything like that. It's all good. All right. Uh, I, you know, here's the thing. A lot of you have been asking me if I was going to do any more, any more um, sound bites, things like that. And I go through periods of time where I do it. So I was doing Milton Mondays for a long time, which is something that I've done throughout my career um, I, I was doing Friday Soul with Thomas Soul, and a lot of you really like that. The problem is Thomas Soul doesn't have a lot of short clips. That's the problem. you got to go through and manually edit it, and I just don't have the time. Um, and I've been considering Jordan Peterson. I mentioned, I think, once on the live stream, and a bunch of people were like, yeah, we want JP. We want, we want Jordan Peterson. And he's got tons of motivational clips that you could easily play from. So I figured I would start doing that. So here's the thing. You know, the cliche Monday motivation, Josh. So we're going to do Monday motivation, but, you know, we're procrastinators here, so we're four days late. So this is your Monday motivation with Jordan Peterson. Cue up the audio. Here we go. These people that you're comparing yourself to, you don't really know very well. What that means is that you see their shiny outside, but you don't see the reality of their life. There's always people out there who are doing far better than you on pretty much anything you want to imagine. And if all you're doing is seeing yourself in their reflected light, let's say, then it's going to be pretty damn dismal. But it's not a good comparison because, well, first of all, there's danger in just comparing yourself to others, period, because they're not you. And God only knows what struggles they had to undertake to get to where they were or what burdens they're currently carrying that you're not aware of. 
but you can certainly contrast yourself with yourself. And that's a lot better. It is the only way. Well, it's also the only way of really, of really measuring anything approximating proper improvement. You can actually tell when you're a little better than you were yesterday. Right. And, and you can actually do that. That's another thing that's so interesting about it is that you can actually make yourself a little better in some way, pretty much, well, I don't know if it's at every moment, but you can certainly do it every day. Be careful who you share good news with because you want to share good news with people who are going to be genuinely happy for you and be careful who you share bad news with because that's equally tricky. You want someone who will listen to you when you're having trouble and allow you your grief. Beauty calls people to their higher being, I would say, and to make friends with beauty is to introduce yourself very carefully to one of the mysteries of life that make it worth living. There's never been a better time for the majority of people to be alive. And the future, although we're vulnerable and terrible things can always happen to us, it's hard to make a case that the future doesn't look comparatively positive. We're becoming extremely technologically sophisticated and the world is changing at an incredibly rapid rate. And the only way we're going to be able to manage that in a positive way is if each of us or as many of us as possible are capable of making wise and careful and truthful decisions. And if we do that, then maybe things can continue to improve. You don't get people to stand up on their own two feet and to adopt responsibility if everything is given to them. And that, that's, that's a real conundrum. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of Jordan Peterson. And of course, uh, Jordan Peterson is, he's amazing. And he's really started going on this like a uh, motivational thing. He started writing those, the motivational books and the self-help books and stuff like that. He's just, I think he's really come into his own. I know that he, he kind of burst onto the scene for a lot of folks because he was fighting censorship in, in uh, Canada. But, you know, while that was great and he did great work there, you know, his passion has really been helping people. And he, that's, honestly, when you hear him speak, you, you read his material, it's just, it's very enlightening. It's very motivating. Um, and it's easy to come away from, from a lot of those talks with a very positive perspective about your direction in life. Just by listening to some basic truths. And sometimes you need somebody like a Jordan Peterson to say the basic stuff that you already intuitively know, but you just refuse to accept when it comes from you. And sometimes you even refuse to accept it if it comes from loved ones around you. Sometimes it just takes a neutral third party to tell you what you already know for you to just accept it. And Jordan Peterson has been a classic example uh, of how to make that work over the past several years. And if you are, I know that I started posting some of these videos here recently on social media a week or two ago, and there was a few of you who'd never heard of him before, and you didn't know who Jordan Peterson was. And I encourage you, if you're listening in the audience and you haven't spent any time kind of diving into Jordan Peterson, please do. Your life is going to be better after you do it. If you got more coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, some people on the live stream are asking me. No, this is coffee in my brand new Fauci's Tears mug. 
that I made. I enjoy it. I've already been kicked kicked off of uh, TikTok. Well, they, they took a post down on TikTok. I post just a, just a picture. I'm like, hey, look look what I made. I made a thing. So Fauci's tears mug. And, of course, you classic play on liberals' tears. And, and uh, they, they took it down off of TikTok for uh, bullying. <laughs> I'm like, have you seen the libs of TikTok feed at all? Because a lot of that stuff should probably be taken down before somebody's mug. Just throwing that out there. But good to know censorship lives everywhere. All right. Brian Williams. You killed my audio again. Brian, tip of the spear. Williams signed off for the final time on NBC. Like the bitter old has been that he is. Well, look at the time. I'll try to keep this brief. After 28 years of Peacock logos on much of what I own, it is my choice now to jump without a net into the great unknown, as I do for the first time in my 62 years. My biggest worry is for my country. The truth is I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. I believe in this place, and in my love of country, I yield to no one. But the darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods. It's now at the local bar and the bowling alley, at the school board and the grocery store. And it must be acknowledged and answered for. Grown men and women who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, possessing the kinds of college degrees I could only dream of, have decided to join the mob and become something they are not, while hoping we somehow forget who they were. They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. To my coworkers, my love and thanks, and I say again, everyone I've worked with has made me better at what I do. To my family, love and thanks doesn't begin to cover it, but now I have the time to better express it. My friends know who they are. No one's been blessed with better friends. To the guests on this broadcast, as you heard the nice man say a few minutes ago, it's always been about you. Otherwise, I'd be staring into the camera for an hour, five nights a week, and nobody wants to see that. You are the 11th hour and will continue to be the 11th hour. This is where I thank you, however, for being so great for explaining these last five years. As- all right, I'm done. I made it halfway through it. Um, it. He got one thing right in all of that, that nobody wants to see, sit there and look at him in the camera, uh, which is why his ratings are so horrible. Look, this is a guy who is a pathological liar, okay? His entire career has been him lying about stories, and I'm... That's not me just saying that. I before we found out that Brian Williams was a a chronic liar, I didn't know that he was a chronic liar. But he started uh, he started saying I was in the first helicopters into Iraq. I was at the tip of the spear of the invasion. That's what we call him, tip of the spear. Uh, turns out he wasn't there, and he he talked about how his uh, his helicopter took gunfire and everything else. That never happened. We talked. Well, we didn't talk, but people talked with the guys that when he did actually go in country. Uh, the helicopters he was in they were never under fire. They were never in any risk. They were never any in, in any danger. Then we started finding out, much like we did with Dan Rather, when Dan Rather fabricated a fake story about George W. Bush and his military service records and doctored documents, forged documents to do that story. 
We found out, just like Dan Rather had been making up stories his entire career, so had Brian Tip of the Spear Williams. His entire career is a lie. That's the reality. His whole flipping career was fabricated. All of the accolades that he heaped upon himself never happened. Now, he can run around and talk about the darkness on the edge of town now getting on the main street. Of course, well, he says, I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. Now, at that point, I paused. I said, wait a minute. Does institutionalist mean something that I think it doesn't mean? And I just verified because, you know, occasionally, right? Occasionally, maybe I'll get something wrong. I just verified it. No, institutionalist means exactly what I mean. And it doesn't make any sense him using it in that context. None whatsoever. I don't know why he did it. I don't know what institution the guy is referring to. No clue. But it didn't make any sense. It's what we call Chewbacca. But go figure. So he just goes on from there and he talks about, I'm not a liberal, I'm not a conservative, and the darkness has spread across town. Now, some people who don't know anything about Brian Tibbet the Spear Williams would probably say, well, he's talking about the radicals on both sides, Casey. Obviously. Cool. Welcome to the show. I'm glad that you've never heard of Brian Williams before. Brian Williams is a rabid leftist. He always has been a rabid leftist. Now, we always knew that he leaned left. That was all, but at least, you know, we thought he was giving you the news mostly relatively straight. Turns out his entire career is fabricated. But other than that, the fact that at the end of his show, his final appearance on the news All of his guests, every single one of them, rabid partisan liberal Democrats. Every single one. No Republican, no conservative, no libertarian, no centrist. Every single one of them were leftists. So who do you think he's referring to when he talks about the darkness? Who do you think he's referring to? when he talks about members of Congress with degrees that he could only imagine basically pretending to be somebody else. What do you think he's referring to? Anybody who knows anything about this guy knows that he's referring to any Republican, any conservative. He is a rabid leftist. That is, once he got discovered, once we found out that his whole career was made of lies, once we found out that he had fabricated dozens of stories over his career, that he had constantly rewritten his fake resume to include accomplishments that he never accomplished. Once we found all of that out and NBC News was forced to put him on MSNBC, he took the veil down. Just like Dan Rather. Once Dan Rather was discovered for being who he was and Dan Rather was fired by CBS, Dan Rather took the veil down. Started telling everybody who he really was. You can go back further. Walter Cronkite. Once Walter Walter Cronkite wasn't in the news business anymore, he took the veil down and he showed all of you who he was. A liar. That's the problem. There's still, I I just saw an interview the other day. The days of of Walter Cronkite news is gone. Well, Walter Cronkite delivered you the news in a way that you thought was neutral, but Walter Cronkite, again, routinely misled his audience to steer the narrative to what he wanted you to believe. I've documented this many, many times. It's been, you know, well-documented by 
researchers who have gone back with a fine-tooth comb over his career. I know that uh, the biggest example of Walter Cronkite lying was the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. But this is who they are, folks. I wish it wasn't the case. I truly, honestly do. I have other things to talk about than to talk about the news media constantly misleading all of you. But speaking of the news media misleading you, oh, oh boy, do I have a ton of stories for you coming up. So what do you think, Josh? They can stop at three, four, five, six, or seven booster shots, Josh. We're going to get to that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. MNC News Time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, here we go. Live stream to the rescue. Casey, Affogato is espresso brewed onto ice cream, typically vanilla, and it is absolutely delicious. There you go. You can get that at Heritage Meeting House. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go try that. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I always seem to run into a, a, a buddy over there, too. Every time I go in, there's always a buddy hanging out at Heritage Meeting House. All right. Open line starts in about 20 minutes. So that is going to be at 4 o'clock Eastern time. I want to play some more audio, so cue it up. Uh, this is some audio. This is a flashback to... When did this happen? Uh, this is in 2019. Okay, this is in 2019. This is Juicy Smoulet talking with Robin Roberts. I want to remind you of all of this before we continue into this topic. Who says empire this MAGA country mm ties a noose around your neck mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and pours bleach on you. Yeah. Who does and that? This is just a friendly fight. I will never be mm. the man that this did not happen to. I will never be the man that this did not happen to. Yeah. Uh, just Jesse Smollett was found guilty of five of the six charges. The, uh, the sixth charge that he was not found guilty of was actually an incident that happened two weeks after the attack and had nothing to do with the bulk of the case. And <laughs> so who, who does that? Josh, he asked the question. Who does that? Who does that? Well, I, I guess a, an actor who pays a couple of, of meatheads to, <laughs> to rough them up a little bit does that, I guess. I <laughs> who does? I will never be the guy that or the man that this did not happen to, except it, it totally did not happen to you. Um, I think the funniest response to Jesse Smollett's guilty verdict was somebody had uh, responded and said, hey, man, don't beat yourself up over it. <laughs> and I don't care who you are. That's hysterical. Don't beat yourself up over it. To the guy who staged, I feel like I need to spell this out for the folks out there who may not be paying attention. <laughs> don't beat yourself up. He says he's going to appeal, and he's 100% confident that they'll overturn his convictions. Sure, if you say so. Uh, so he's uh, <laughs> he's in he's in trouble. He is in trouble. Oh man! Some of the other responses here. What do we got? Uh, Liz Wheeler from OAN. She's amazing. I'm so glad they caught and convicted Jesse Smollett's attacker. That's good. 
That's good. Uh, let's see. Babylon B. Cruel. Jesse Smollett will be forced to share a jail cell with his attacker. Yeah, we'll see. See how that goes. A lot of good responses, but the don't beat yourself up over it. By far my favorite. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was, I needed that laugh. I truly, honestly did. All right. So I have a question for everybody. <clears throat> Do you remember when, um, Josh, you might remember this, and I'm sorry to interrupt your work, but you remember when a local media personality went and got their booster shot and posted like a very weird photo of themselves? Like, I got my booster. You remember that? Yeah. You wouldn't have to say who it is, but it was, it was weird, right? It was a little strange. Like, I totally got my booster, you guys. And it was just, why, why are you doing that? So anyway, I, you know, I just, I just kind of posted and I said, wow, I can't wait for you to, uh, to post the same reaction for your fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And son of a gun, they're talking about you need at least seven boosters now. We'll talk about that next. News Talk 95, well, seven total shots. Coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. All right. Open lines coming up at 4 o'clock in just a few minutes. Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line 574-25-95-95-3. That is 2595-953. All right. Uh, Pfizer CEO, a veterinarian. I think that we will need the fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, we've already been highlighting uh, research being done all over the world finds out that the, the the vaccines, the current crop of vaccines do not work against Omicron very well. Natural immunity still works great. Um, so just see if this sounds familiar. See if a, a radio host whose name rhymes with Casey had, had told you this before. So Pfizer CEO is now like, yeah, you're going to need four shots now to be fully vaccinated. Okay, so if you want to be fully vaxxed, you got to have four shots. We had that article the other day. It's safe to be around the unboosted. Remember that? So that's the Pfizer CEO. Uh, so the BioNTech CEO says six. Of course, Pfizer and BioNTech uh, kind of teamed up. But Yugar Sahin, the CEO of BioNTech, declared that a new vaccine designed to tackle the Omicron variant would need to be given in three doses after taking the initial vaccine and booster shot. So now six doses against Omicron, of which... Is extremely mild, okay? Nobody's been hospitalized with Omicron yet. Uh, and the health chief in Israel says you need seven booster shots at a minimum. You see how quickly that escalated in 24 hours, Josh? It went from, oh, no, now you need four shots. Nah, I need six. No, you need seven at least. Maybe more. Then you got this one. Booster shots failed to keep seven triple vaccinated Germans from contracting Omicron variant in South Africa. So seven Germans went to South Africa. They're aged 25 to 39. They were infected with Omicron, even though all of them were fully vaccinated and had received the booster shots from BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and Moderna. Uh huh. <laughs> oh 
my word. All right, let's let's uh let's take a look at this another this other study that came out here, shall we? Let's, let's go and do it. Uh immunity. Immunity people enjoy after recovering from COVID-19 is better than the protection bestowed from vaccination, according to a new study. This just came out from Israel, um, which still shows over time natural immunity is far more protective than COVID vaccinations. Hmm. Yep. I know. Um, Everybody actually knows that if if you're paying attention to what is really going on but of course a lot of them are not now for those of you who maybe have missed last week and the update from from yesterday uh the fda once again tried to hide the fisa documents uh not fisa pfizer excuse me pfizer documents so pfizer did their you know their 90-day trial of their vaccine They submitted the results of their trial to the FDA. The FDA then approved the vaccine, okay, for for the uh, emergency authorizations. That's what happened. So then some some doctors and scientists got together and filed a FOIA request to the FDA to turn over or release those Pfizer documents. That way everybody knew what was happening, right? So just tell us what the Pfizer documents say. So the FDA says, yeah, we don't want to. We'll, we'll turn them over to you in 55 years. We're, we're not going to give them to you right now. So in 55 years, a judge said, no, turn the documents over now. So what ended up happening is the FDA turned over 12,000 of those documents. In those documents, we found out that in the first 90 days, the Pfizer vaccine killed like 1,220 people. Uh, there was 158,000 or something adverse reactions, and over 40,000 of them were serious. Okay, in the first 90 days. Uh, And then what has happened now is the FDA now says that they're going to stop releasing documents and they're only going to do 500 pages at a time. That's a month. Okay, so the FDA is only going to release 500 pages of Pfizer documents a month going forward, which means it will now take the FDA 75 years to release the documents from Pfizer that were gathered in 90 days that the FDA reviewed in only two weeks. So now it went from 55 years to 75 years. So the first batch comes out, the 12,000 pages, they, they come out, it gets published. People start figuring out, holy crap, the FDA and Pfizer lied to everybody. And now the FDA comes back and says, yeah, we're going to slow walk this over 75 years now, not just 55 years. Isn't that nice? And let's see if this sounds familiar. The Pfizer and the FDA hid how the COVID vaccine could make recipients more susceptible to COVID infection and death. Yeah, didn't I tell you that? How long ago did I tell them that, Josh? I told them that a long time. It's been over a year. The FDA tried to hide VAX-related documents for decades, and now we know why. The first batch of court-ordered docs released revealed that in the first 90 days, Pfizer and the FDA were aware of over 1,200 vaccine-related deaths and 158,893 adverse reactions in the first 90 days. Okay? There were a total of uh, 158,893 adverse reactions, but 42,000 adverse reports, so multiple symptoms in many people. Uh, voluntary and therefore undercounted. These are the voluntary reports, okay? So they're undercounted. 
one of the first adverse reactions listed and another death knell for the pandemic of the unvaccinated narrative is Section 3.1.2, Table 3, Safety Concerns, Vaccine-Associated Enhanced Disease, including Vaccine-Associated and Enhanced Respiratory Disease. Vaccinated individuals could not only contract COVID-19, it could make the infection worse. Severe disease would result in the need for hospitalization and perhaps intensive care. Depending on age and comorbidities, death would be likely. That is in their own documents. Now, again, what we have told you about going back all this time is that the vaccines never were over 90% in efficacy. The vaccines have this nice little two-week window where you are more susceptible to getting COVID if uh, you've had the uh, the jab. And you have to get beyond that two-week period for the vaccine to <clears throat> provide any protections, if it provides any for you. And in that two-week period, you're more susceptible to getting it and more susceptible to dying. And they just didn't count that in the data when they released it. And now that was also in the document dump of the 12,000 documents that were released. And that's one of the reasons the FDA, again, wants to slow walk this. Oh, we'll release the documents. It's going to take us 75 years to do it because we're only going to do 500 pages a month. It took them two weeks to review all of these documents, folks. Got more coming up. Open lines next, 95.3 MNC.